Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Paul Northridge, who during his near-death experience met three light beings who gave unconditional love which we are going to learn about today. Paul, thank you for joining me and welcome. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, so um, how uh, my uh, near-death experience uh, happened uh, was basically that uh, I, I was 14 at the time. Um, I was born with spina bifida. So um, that basically meant that uh, I had problems with my legs from day one. Um, and uh, so up to that point of 14 years of age, I had many operations. So I was quite uh, well versed in having operations. And um, anyway, so when it gets to the uh, my operation when I was 14, um, they gave me a, a pre-med first. Um, a pre-med is basically just to relax you before the actual anesthetic. Um, and then um, just before the actual uh, anesthetic, they gave me a, a muscle muscle reactant. Uh, the muscle reactant was uh, for the actual uh, specific uh, operation I was about to have. The operation I was about to have was called the Verona operation. I don't want to get too specific on that one, but they needed to relax my muscle to make it happen anyway. So as they gave me this muscle reactant, um, I started then to feel very, very ill, uh, very strange, very painful. Uh, not to the point where I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Uh, but I was thinking like, I'm not very well here. And um, so as I'm feeling that sensation and then suddenly feeling very, very painful in my hands, I looked at my hands and I'm seeing, I'm th I'm seeing actually uh, very big hands and red, swollen. Um, and I said to my surgeon, Mr. Newton, uh, Mr. Newton has done all my operations up to that point. He knows me very, very well. Uh, I said, Mr. Newton, please look at this. And as he's turning around, because he's pre preparing himself in the, in the uh, corner, he turns around. I can see his reaction to, the, to this day even, panicking. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's happened? And then as he's doing that, um, my lights go off. I'm literally, it's like uh, my plug has been pulled um, and it's all black. Um, so I can actually still see black, which is weird. So I can see a colour of black, and but I can't see anything else. And uh, I can't hear anything else. Um, but uh, anyway, so when I um, start then coming out of my body, that's when I can start then seeing things. Um, I can then see um, staff below already trying to uh, start resuscitation on me. Um, and uh, so... As I'm looking at that, I'm not panicking. I'm not thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm dead. I'm not thinking that at all. I'm just thinking, oh, that's me. That's Mr. Newton. That's I'm just basically getting my bearings and trying to understand where I am I and, you know, what's going on. And um, and then the next stage was that uh, I started noticing those uh, these uh, three beings, as you mentioned in the introduction, those these uh, three beings 
that, that came to me, um, sort of coming from a different direction from where I was. I was basically at an angle of hard to describe, but it's like um, it wasn't directly above my body. So I was like, uh, I could see my, my, say that was my body here, and then I, could, I was like a bit of an angle like that. So, um, and then I saw these beings coming from a different direction. Uh, and uh, as they came towards me, I felt their love. Uh, I felt that, that they knew me. I knew them. It felt like uh, uh, old lost friends or family or something, but a lot of love, a lot of, a lot of love came from them. And I think it came from me as well, like literally. Um, and uh, as they uh, said, uh, Paul, they, don't even name, they didn't say names even, but they said, uh, do you want to go away from there? And I agreed. And as I agreed, it was like, I was like whisked uh, away into the, the next realm. Um, and again, time becomes very, very surreal. It becomes very um, hard to describe what time is. Time doesn't happen anymore. Um, so as I get to this next realm, I just whisked, whisked into this next realm. Um, what I could see then was the like uh, the the vast it was a vast area. There was no, from what I can remember of it, there was no land because you're not walking anymore. You got no legs. You got no arms. You got no eyes. Um, it's uh, I was just like um, a light being as well, I believe. So a light being is like um, hard to describe. Uh, really, it's like a shiny, clear, kind of silvery color. Uh, bright, very, very glowing, um, emitting a lot of colour as well. Um, so that kind of a vibe, I guess. But I didn't see myself in the mirror, so I can't say if I was that, but I'm guessing I was. Um, and then they showed me around. Uh, that's how it all began. It's my understanding that first you went to this black environment. Mm. Then from that environment, you went to outside of your body looking down. Mm. How long do you think you were in the black environment for? Uh, good question. Uh, don't know really. It felt uh, not too long because I, I, but I'm guessing so because I'm seeing staff above me, um, you know, down down below me. Sorry, seeing them. So um, not too long after, I probably, you know, it, it happened. I'm guessing that they went and pounced onto me and started trying to resuscitate me. I'm guessing not too far. Mm. Um, you know, it could it could have been that I fainted. It could have been, um, mm. but uh, but in in my own feeling, it felt like uh, like I said to you earlier, it feels like someone just pulled my plug out, just like switched me off for a second. Right. Well, I don't feel like you mm. fainted, or or because you weren't unconscious, you understood that you were in a black area. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I understood. Had... I was. I understood it was black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what did the beings look like? They. Um, there's a film called Knowing. Um, I think it's got Nicolas Cage in it. And um, it was basically, they showed uh, these beings uh, towards the end of this, this film, Knowing, um, where they were more like aliens in that, in that particular uh, film. Um, so it wasn't what I probably saw exactly, but very similar. Um, and then there's also a very good painting called uh, The Eternal Spirit, um, and it's by um, a gentleman called Lloyd Canning, a very good artist in, in, in the UK. Um, and I've met him, and he's showed me this painting. I'm thinking, like, yes, that's what I saw. So it, it kind of, like, uh, sparked my memory of how I saw that, that being. All right, I haven't seen either one of those. Would you say that they were translucent? 
yeah. beings, ghostly but lit up or illuminated? Yeah, um, I think we could um, almost like uh, evolve into like balls as well. We could uh, do we're we're, we're more uh, fluid as as a as a as a soul, I think, um, because I can remember um, also seeing um, uh, them actually flying as well. There's no land, there's no sky, so you could either float lower down or you can fly higher. And I can remember having uh, seeing and shown around. Well, it's showing me around. I saw uh, some beings having a bit of a game, some with a with a with a ball, some kind of a, another kind of a ball though. Uh, but whilst I was doing that, uh, they look like having a lot of fun and, and enjoying themselves. Um, but in regards to how I saw the three beings, yeah, they they were definitely when I first saw them, they were they were almost like human in shape. Uh, they had like a head, um, shoulders, and then they started to like evaporate a little bit. But um, it was like uh, colours of uh, silver in most, and then um, very, yeah, very colourful as well. Uh, but hints of like sparks and, and colours emitting from them. Did you happen to get a glance of yourself, like possibly your hands or legs? No. Not at all, not at all. Um, the only sensation I, I would say about myself was that uh, being a disabled uh, gentleman, well, a young lad, it felt quite free. Um, that, that's the only thing I, I, I remember coming back out and, and, and when I did really eventually realise what it was, um, I felt like I want to go back there again, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it was a nice feeling of like a bit of freedom away from the body, which was nice for me. Now, you said that they showed you around. Can you tell us mm. more what you saw? Um, yeah, so uh, there was definitely this uh, game, this, this uh, sporty game in the, in the air. Um, then I saw things like uh, other souls um, arriving as well. Um, I saw them uh, coming in with their other um, guides. It felt like the three beings with me were guides, and, and I feel like... Uh, Every time that someone does arrive, they go they go with a guide or a few guides. I came with three for some reason, um, but uh, maybe there was some with maybe one or two. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, very busy, almost like a, a, a um, hard scribe, but thousands of souls, thousands. It wasn't just like a few. I could see it was it was like massive area, massive area. Um, but no land uh, again because I'm not walking on anything. Um, it, if I had to describe the area, it's almost like a dry ice, uh, and then so you can't really see things on on the land, so to speak. It's more, almost like a dry ice feel to it. Um, and then I could see then another beings uh, were some some were having um, after tra- trauma. They was having like a uh, some kind of booth it was, it's, I kind of described it as some, some kind of booth it was in some kind of uh, area where they could chill out away from other souls don't get interrupted and uh, recharge themselves from that trauma that they had as a human being so I felt like they were getting themselves back to uh, an energy where they can go back then to the next things what they wanted to do um, so I saw that um, and then what I was invited to do was then to have a uh, life review. That was the next bit that I had was the life review. Um, the life review was very 
deep. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, it's almost like sitting in a, uh, in front of a well, but again, it's not a well. It's hard to describe. Again, it's not what you normally would. I can only just associate it with it. Some people, some people say it's like a TV. Some people say it's a well. It's you know, it's, it's a very it's like a watery look at the start. But then as, you, as you're looking into the War 3 look, uh, then it goes into like proper pictures that you can see. You know, you're not looking at it like a, a reflection or anything like that. Um, but then I could see then um, everything and anything and everything in one go. It's like, again, time doesn't become relevant again. I could be past, present, future in one go. That's where, that's where I was. And um, so in the present, I could see my parents um, I could you know, see my parents in the kitchen, um, and um, whilst I was in the kitchen, uh, they were. Um, I could see their thoughts. It wasn't. It wasn't talking necessary to each other, but their thoughts. I could feel. I could feel their thoughts saying, "Oh, course, having this operation. I wonder how he's getting on." Kind of things in his in their heads, and um, yeah, things like that. And um, then I saw um, past. I could see. Um, in, in the past, I could see things like bullying because I was bullied a lot in school. And also I could see why they bullied me. I, I had a bit of like a intuition and, and, and hearing their own voices of why they were bullying me uh, and, and their, their torment, their, their issues, why they, they, they bullied me. And I'm not uh, saying, you know, they shouldn't have done it, but, you know, I, I can understand why uh, they did it. Um, and... Also, uh, when I when I was being bullied in school a lot, uh, I wanted to turn the tables a little bit and and become the bully for a short time. I didn't I didn't I didn't do it for a long time. I, I'm, I'm you know it's not something I'm proud of, but I, I, I'm, I'm honest. So I bullied uh, for a while, and I could see uh, the person that I bullied thoughts. I can see oh, Paul's not normally like this. Why is he doing that? You know, confusion, anger. I felt all that emotion from them. So I could see that as well. So, and it's not like um, a telling off. It's not like you did this, you know, don't do, you know, it's not like you, it's not like a parent to a, to a pupil. It's not like a real chest, chastise moment. Um, but uh, it's, it's a feeling of like um, intuition, like you, you did wrong and you, you're learning from it. Um, it's that kind of a telling off. Um, yeah. And then in, in regards to um, future, or no, in regards to like previous uh, experiences, uh, I actually saw uh, previous lives as well. So um, yeah, I saw uh, previous uh, uh, deaths. So the previous deaths were uh, like a packet of cards. So um, it's like um, quickly in quick succession, I saw death, 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 like, a, like a, almost like a fan. In, in 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 how it looked, but I saw one particular death that was quite uh, surreal, and uh, it was uh, dying on on some spikes. So that was a, quite an oldish looking death, like a Greek, Roman, whatever. Um, I saw that, and uh, what else did I see? Um, then I saw future, uh, and I didn't realise it was future because I'm 14. I didn't realize it's about my future. So what I saw was things like driving. And I didn't realize that a 14-year-old lad like myself, disabled, I didn't think I was going to drive, to be honest with you. I, did, I, I, I thought I was going to be taxied around. So I saw someone driving and really happy to be driving. 
but eventually I did learn to drive and yes, I was very, very glad and very happy to drive. I can, I can you know, I'm excited to, to drive. Um, so I felt that emotion. Um, also, I saw things like uh, uh, Russia. I flew over Russia a lot. Uh, I could see like visions of like Kremlin and things like that. And I'm thinking, you know, when I came back out from it all, I'm thinking like, what the, was that? I don't know. But I didn't understand why Russia was so connected until years go by. Um, I saw a future death even. Um, I I saw myself or a person, I saw a, a, a old man um, and he's on a bed. It looks like he's in a flat and next to me, right next to me, was one lady, and one other lady was on the other side of the bed. Um, and it feels like it could be my my wife, it could be my daughter. And so, but I didn't again. I didn't recognize that until now, until this point, really. You mentioned that you saw people arrive. Mm. So, two questions about that: How did they arrive? Did they just materialize, or did they come up from the bottom of the dry, icy smoke, and then, and then just appear? And then, two: How did you know they were arriving? Was that just a knowingness? Knowingness. I'm, I'm guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess with that. Um, it it felt like um, maybe a lot of a lot of it's quite intuition um, as well. There's not. Um, there's no words coming out either. Um, in this point, we're very telepathic. Um, so I could feel that what the beings are feeling as well. They could feel what I'm feeling. We're, we're communicating just by some kind of form of telepathy. Um, so I, it's a, I'm going to guess with some kind of form of knowing, but they're also talking to me as well. Um, and they're like saying to me, there's, you know, this is this, this is that. And they're trying to like describe what's happening as well. And uh I think there was some kind of like awareness of like yeah these these are uh, souls arriving and as they as they do come in yeah it, it is almost like they're coming through the, the 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 dry ice type of thing and then onto the same level where I am type of thing yeah upwards yeah when you saw the people in the little rooms or whatever getting treatment for their trauma was that also just a knowingness from seeing that happen again. It's more like the uh, telepathic communication going off and describing it to me, saying, you know, please do not go near this um, this soul as well. It, 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 this one's had trauma. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm, just, I'm not going to bother. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, uh, yeah, just don't, don't, just leave that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. During your life review, when you saw your past lives and you saw deaths over and over again, did that provide you any spiritual or therapeutic benefit? So, uh, regards to reincarnation, um, yeah, when I saw the previous deaths, um, I felt like reincarnation exists, and and I'm not scared of dying, um, and it feels like um, I've lived many, many lives, um, even to the point where I've got to be disabled. Um, some people are thinking like, when when they're disabled, why me? Why you know? I'm feeling more like. My soul's evolved to this point, and I'm, that's where I am. Just witnessing those deaths again, did it somehow give you some kind of spiritual release? Um, Let's say, for example, you are afraid of the water. You don't like swimming. And then you happen to see, oh, I see this life I drowned before. Now I understand why I, I don't like going swimming in the in the rivers or lakes. Yeah. Um, I, I, 
I don't really feel like I have a phobia um, in in this particular life. Um, so I don't recall anything like that. I don't have a fear of wooden spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's things like um, just, uh, like I say, awareness of previous lives. And, and, and like I say, I'm not scared of dying. I don't, I, don't, I, I, I kind of like uh, live my life like my feet, my, my boots are, are firmly on and I'm just going full with it. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't have phobias and I don't have a fear um, so, so much, if I'm honest with you. Are there any other things that you saw in your future that have come to pass? Yes, um, some very strange um, situations that's, that's um, happened to me since that. Um, so when I saw future... I saw myself living in a, a particular house and getting to the point where I was really down and depressed and I, I didn't understand who it was, what I was seeing, and I didn't understand what the purpose was when I was, when I was having this uh, vision of, of myself in the future. Um, and I saw um, in this house that uh, I got so depressed that I thought about doing something stupid and, and basically killing myself. Mm-hmm. um and uh, anyway so when i get to this point in my life in real i get like this memory coming back to me saying paul do you remember this near-death experience that you had and this this memory uh yeah this is like the communication going off in my head and and i'm saying no actually i don't and so this this what i was doing like drinking alcohol too much at this time um and all this kind of stuff i then thought no i want to stop i'm going to stop you know getting less and less alcohol and uh, I became, um, yeah, better, better and improved. Do you feel now that everything has already happened, the past, the present and the future? I got a feeling that's a good question because uh, um, I still wonder about it as well. Um, I think there's certain things are mapped out and I feel that some certain things are still like uh, paths that we can choose to or not to. So it's like, uh, for example, we've got like three uh, roads ahead of us we can still have a choice but one of those roads will lead us to a, a good way bad way medium way I, I don't know yeah um so when i have this uh, like paul you're drinking too much and you're going to do something stupid that's the bad way isn't it paul i'm like yes it is okay so let's go a bit more better so and from that better from that conversation in, in my head at that point led me then to the next point and that's where I then uh, started to meet up with my wife eventually um, and my wife is a Russian lady and I, I managed to see Russia in my near-death experience but I didn't understand why uh, until like say years go by and then Russia really plays a big part in my, in my life um, and uh, but in my, in my um, near-death experience I didn't see a white wedding either and that's probably why I once I realized it was a near-death experience and all these life review stuff, I, I saw, as a, a young lad, I saw, I saw to myself that I'm not going to get married, am I? I really thought, I'm not going to get married. I, I, can't, I don't remember seeing a white wedding, so what's the point type of thing? That was, that was my thoughts. Um, and uh, anyway, um, long story short, um, I get married in, in Russia but my wife has uh, been married before and she said, Paul, I don't want a white wedding this time. Sorry, but I don't want a white wedding. Mm. And I want it to be in the registrar office and I want, you know, I'm not thinking, now I get it. So I, I saw some kind of ceremony 
where I was nervous and excited and all that kind of thing, and, and everyone's happy to see me. I'm thinking like, what? What is that then? What? And then eventually I realised it was it was my wedding in, in Russia, uh, you know, after, afterwards. All right, so after the life review, what happened next? So I remember having like an education uh, as well. So the education was like uh, the meaning of life almost. It was like uh, seeing like a baby uh, and uh, how the, the embryo then becomes a, you know, like a spark of consciousness and um, and then, yeah, grows into a child um, and all that kind of thing. I can remember seeing some kind of a form of education, but I... When I was 14, I didn't realize it was a near-death experience, really. And a lot of my, if I, if I, if I can go back in time and say, Paul, that was a near-death experience at 14, write things down, okay? Don't forget it. Um, that would have been awesome. But I, I kind of like, at 14, I've never heard of near-death experiences. Um, and I thought that was a very vivid dream. Um, but that education section was quite vital, and I wish I could regress myself to remember all that vastness because it was it was huge. But I can't remember half of it too much, yeah. But I remember um, cats um, communicating and and um, how they communicate with their to their owners with like from their neck, they're like purring, and they're like I can see the colours hitting uh, the the owner, um, like good energy and healthy and happiness, love hitting them uh, with these colours of, of from, from purring. Um, dogs uh, basically are uh, there to help and and make love, unconditional love, uh, and all that kind of thing, protect uh, and all that kind of thing. So they're, they're built for that. So is that kind of a tuition as well I had, I can remember. Do you understand the purpose of cats, like dogs? They didn't give me that kind of... I mean, dogs was more like a purpose of, of love, unconditional love and protection, Cats were showing their love, but by 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 this this purring. Uh, but there was nothing more about that, from what I remember. Yeah. When you saw the embryo and the baby and the spark, do you feel like the consciousness of a baby happened at conception? I think it is more like, the, from what I remember, the, the spark of it was like the conception part. Yes, and then then, then the embryo starts. It's like, uh, yeah, and then that's where the uh, consciousness uh, evolves from there, yeah. So after the education happened, then what did you do? After the education, um, I then was invited then to, um, do you want to go back uh, to to Earth, back to your your body, or do you want to um, stay here? Um, So that was basically the choice. And as the question was being asked, um, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm describing my thoughts. I'm, I'm young still. Uh, I, don't, I want to see my family, um, and um, the, at the same time, the, the souls that were with me, the three beings, were they're, they're almost like saying, "Yes, you're correct. Yes, you're right. Yes, you know." So almost like a, a, an agreement that I would go back. Uh, and and as that was asked. Asked of me, I remember um, behind the three beings, the, the bright, everyone says about, about a bright light, and I remember that's that's where the, at that point the, that's where the bright light started coming. It was then um, almost like because uh, you, you ain't got eyes, um, but it's very bright, and it was like almost like evolving uh, energy. Uh, that's where I saw that light coming at that at that particular moment. 
Would you feel that that light was God? I felt it was like a portal to the next point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt it was some kind of a portal. Um, I felt it was like um, either I go back or I I stay. So the portal was then the bit where I go back to being Paul again, really. And that's what I I felt. So I think I was then at that point when I said, yes, I, I agree. And then that's it. And then I wake up in, in the hospital after the operation being done. How did your life change after the experience? I was born religious. Uh, I was born Catholic. Uh, my mum's uh, Catholic, so I was, I was born as Catholic. Um, the only thing is, when I get towards like uh, 12, 13, I started to think it's not really for me. I, I'm, I'm not anti-religious. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not, everyone's got their own choices. Everyone can choose what they want to do. I'm, I'm free on that one. So don't, you know, hopefully people don't see it as a negative thing. So everyone can choose what they want to do. But my, my in particular path is that uh, I don't want to be religious. I'm more spiritual. Um, and I'm also very, I have a lot of empathy. Um, so I feel that um, I'm, I'm very good at recognizing people's emotions. I'm very well connected, quite intuitive. I trust my gut instinct a lot. And um, so that's where I am after the near-death experience, I feel. Do you feel that it was more real over there than here and here is a dream? Uh, yes, I, I, I would say this, this is home. Uh, the, the, the place where I go to is home. Uh, that that was home to me. Um, Earth is like a, a learning uh, place. I, I feel that this is a, a planet where you learn uh, a lot of things. Um, we, as a soul being, we are perfect. As a soul, we are perfect. As a human being, we're not. We're tainted. We we are uh, going into it. So our, our soul is in this suit. Uh, and we have to then deal with a lot of things. So maybe it's our DNA, maybe it's our experiences as a kid that that's uh, given us a bit of trauma, and we have to like deal with those things. But um, again, I do believe some people believe that uh, we, again, why me? Why did I have this? Why did I have that? But I again, these are life lessons. These are here to teach us. Even though something's been quite traumatic, um, I think it happens for reasons sometimes. I do believe in synchronicity. After you transition and go back to the other side, do you think you want to reincarnate back to the earth again? I think, uh, I, I don't know if I have a choice of being, if, if I have a choice to reincarnate or not, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that uh, we are um, on a system. I think we're on a system and, and I feel that uh, it's a, a system that uh, means that uh, we have to keep coming back here to learn. Uh, and um, and I remember, I do remember also seeing like a tapestry. Uh, there's like a woven tapestry of life, which some people maybe you also, you might have talked about with you. Um, and it's like life experiences on it, on each, on each thread. Um, I remember seeing that as well. And it's like a live woven thing is it's hard to like a, a circuit board of lives i remember seeing that what inspires you about your experience i'm inspired to help people i, I want to connect with people and help people um the job that i do is in uh, recruitment and i feel like i'm helping a lot of young people to become something that they want to do um so that that's inspiring to me um also, um, I work um, on um, what well, I'm working on um, a channel called Unite Planet, 
which is this uh, logo. There you go. Um, Unite Planet is uh, about uniting people and also to learn about ourselves, learn about what is consciousness. Uh, and uh, there are some things that people consider a conspiracy theory. Um, but again, I like to think it's more like open-mindedness about certain topics as well. Um, yeah, so that's what I like to do. So yeah, my channel, um, which I'm sharing with uh, my, my friend Johnny, uh, we made it together. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And also I written my book, which is uh, over here. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Walk of Life, uh, Feet on the Ground. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, it's basically my autobiography where um, it tells you about how it's like uh, growing up as a spun bit for the lad. Um, also about my near-death experience. Also about uh, other things that's happened to me. You know, so many, many things. Um, so it's, it's basically lots of humor, lots of, uh, you know, a lot of people say how great it was in, in humor, um, lots of um, counseling type of stuff as well. People felt it was a very self-help in, in many ways as well, because they, they connected to it and it helped them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason why I did the book as well. Do you think that during your experience, you were shown what your purpose of life is? My purpose of life um, is basically to to help people, um, and I feel is to um, those three words, those three key words that I came back out with, which was love, learning, and connection. That was the three buzzwords I came out with, and and that basically says uh, to me that we need to make a lot of good memories for people. We need to learn and progress our soul. That's that's what I feel that we're here to do. Yeah. Have you noticed that after your experience, you started having abilities that you didn't have before that could be considered psychic? No, unfortunately not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intuist. I'm very. Um, I do have good intuition. I do have. I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, intuitive. Um, I did have. I do have a few things that's happened to me where. Um, I was I was a music teacher for many many years, and uh, one gentleman, um, I basically was teaching him. We had a good good connection with each other as well. It was very well connected. And um, anyway, I, I said goodbye to him. And as I'm driving um, out of his um, drive, um, then I'm had a, a thought in my head: Paul, that's the last time you will see him. And I'm thinking like, really? And then on, on a few days afterwards, I get a phone call. His wife calls me and said, Paul, I'm sorry, he passed away. And I'm thinking, oh, that, that, so that, that was quite strange. I do have a few moments like that, things like that. Did you happen to hear any music while you were on the other side? I don't recall music. I don't recall music. Um, I, don't recall, um, I don't recall anything like music at all. I, don't, I just remember uh, communication, um, again, through telepathy. Um, and I, I remember uh, the whole place being love. Uh, it's almost like an energy of, of love in there. Um, I don't recall seeing any buildings. Uh, some people say they saw buildings, they saw uh, faces. I don't recall faces. I, I just I just remember seeing souls and, and uh, no sounds. I'll be honest with you, no sounds apart from that communication. 
Is there anything else in the future that you saw? I, I remember seeing quite vividly a uh, phone uh, in my hand. Um, and uh, that was uh, when I came back out of my near-death experience, a 14-year-old lad, I was thinking like, what was that gadget? I, I'm, I'm curious to know what that gadget was because it had so many things. I mean, I didn't even, I think even at that time, there was no even mobile phones um, at my uh, 14 years old. Um, so with this, this gadget was in my hands, so I'm thinking like, what was I, you know, if it was me, again, on reflection, what was that thing? And eventually, I remember now saying, uh, yes, it was a mobile phone. So, you know, this, this gadget could do everything and everything. And I'm thinking like, that is a good gadget, whatever it is. <laughs> you know? So I remember seeing that. Um, what else did I see? Um, I, I think um, I would like to know about regression uh, from my own experience. If, if anybody knows of anyone that's had a, a regression and the, that education that I, I saw, I would love to learn that again. And if anyone's had regression or had you know, any knowledge of that, what it's like to have that uh, done, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing to do? Are there any things of the future that you saw that haven't come to pass yet? No. Uh, what, I, what I saw uh, was um, major things. I didn't, I didn't see like, small things. I mean, even when I had that, the mobile phone in my hand, it was actually quite a big moment in my life. It was quite a turning point again in my life. It was uh, it was a, a, a big event. That's why I saw the phone in my hand. And it, it was also quite a, a, a dark point in my life. So I, I don't want to go into that too much. Um, but what I saw also in, in the future was uh, uh, Russia and then a future death, um, a major... Um, like a major situation going off, a major event, like a wedding, which I didn't know what it was a wedding. Um, but I, I didn't, I don't, I don't recall things like uh, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. I, I don't remember having that um, going off in my in my head. I, I think there's certain things that they they try to. I think there's certain things that they try to not show you because I think it would be quite painful. When these future things actually happen. Have you forgotten about them? And then when they happen, you're like, I remember seeing this now in my in my NDE. Yeah, I I, I go with that. Yes, um, certain things that I jolt my memory. Yes, I, I go with that. Yeah, um, I'm very the kind of person, even in my work that I do. I, um, if someone just says the uh, email, the word email to me, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not necessarily that email that I'm talking about, but another email. I'm very, um, yeah, so it's box other things. So my memory is not always super duper, I'll be honest with you. Um, and, and and again, I'm I'm 50, so, I'm, and it was 14 when it happened. Um, if I had a choice where if I was my 50-year-old self going over to my 14-year-old self, I would, like I said, I would definitely say, write some notes down, Paul, you'll need it. And uh, it would have been, that would have been awesome. Because, when when I was fourteen, I'd say I didn't know about near death experience. I came to like twenty something. I watched the documentary, and it was about near death experiences. And I'm thinking like, that was it. That was why you know because it, 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 it was dream. I thought it was when I came out of that near death near death experience. I thought it was a vivid dream. I, I literally thought it was a vivid dream. Um, Mr. Newton, my my surgeon, said Paul. Uh, did die to my parents you know he, he did say i'm sorry but we had to resus resuscitate me 
So that was a conversation that had to go off and I was there when, when that happened. Um, so I knew that it definitely stopped my heart. A big red sticker had to go onto my uh, folder. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, so the vivid dream, it, it, that was my thoughts at the time for, for about a decade. And then I, I watched this near-death experience documentary and realized, actually, no, it wasn't a, um, a vivid dream. It, it was a reality. It's probably good that at 14 you considered it a vivid dream because it may have kind of, you know, gave you some trouble with your life at that point or at that age. Yeah, it must have been hard to uh, take uh, and understand. And uh, I think my 14-year-old self wouldn't, wouldn't have understood it, most of it um, anyways. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, and then also to see the future and to, to actually recognize that was my future. And yeah, it would be quite, some of it would have been quite dark dark and scary as well. It would have, might, have, might have really scared me as well to see some of the things I saw. All right, Paul, I'm going to switch gears with you. Now, Unite Planet, that is your YouTube channel, or can you tell us more about it? Yeah, um, so Unite Planet, um, what it is, is basically where we would uh, interview guests, uh, mainly. Uh, we interview guests about uh, near-death experiences as well, um, consciousness, um, conspiracy, conspiracy theory, which uh, I don't like to use that term, um, but I like to think about more about education, thinking a little bit more about what we do know, what we don't know, learning about ourselves. That's what, again, near-death experience is. Um, and uh, basically, we also use a lot of humor in, in our videos as well. We put uh, comedy videos on, um, and uh, we also do um, road documentaries you know, where we go off to places and film where we went to. Um, so we do many different things. We try to keep it quite uh, broad. Uh, and uh, even one recently I put on where I interviewed a gentleman about uh, he's a book reader and likes to, he likes to do blogging about his books. And and uh, that was recent. That's a recent one. So, you know, so we try to be a bit, you know, keep a bit of variety going. Um, so, yeah, we're on YouTube. We're on uh, BitChute. Um, got a Facebook page with it as well. What about your book, Walk of Life? Can we find yeah. that on your website or Amazon? Um, Amazon, yes. We, we don't have a, a website yet, um, but uh, we can get it on um, Amazon. Um, Goodreads is another place where people can get it from um, and um, there's also on Facebook I've done a, a author page where you can contact me as well if you wish to contact me um, and uh, yeah so the book uh, was really inspired um, I did it when I was about 40 41 and it was more inspired to help people I did it really just to really help people that's that was my mind it's not about making money. I'm not, you know, I think you might recognize it from a lot of near-death experiences. I'm not in about materialistic things. I'm not materialistic at all. Um, so it's about more about helping people. And um, so my, my, my book was really solely that and also to make people laugh as well. Uh, I, I don't want people to think, oh my goodness, this is going to be, you know, death, suicides, near-death experiences. Uh, it's it's got to be funny as well, and 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 people said, Paul, it's so funny. So, so that 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 to me was you know really really good. All right, Paul. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? 
yeah, so my, my message to people after my near-death experience is definitely to love, learn, and connect with each, each other. Um, throw away your labels. You know, we're not, uh, we're not white, black, um, you know, all these other things that we have labels that we identify with, but we're here to really, we're just an eternal soul having a human experience. So, you know, let, let's connect with each other and love each other and let's not fight. Paul, thank you for that message. And thank you again for joining me today. I really oh, appreciate you. you and I wish you the thank best. You. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry about the internet. I do apologize, Jeff. But All thanks right. for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Sure.